especially when the global goals came out. That was probably a bit of a game changer for me, to be honest. And that's when I thought, you know what, we want to be part of this. Everybody can make change. It just takes everybody to do one tiny thing. Then we can create a tsunami, hopefully. Change is going to happen from businesses, not from governments. So even though I'm a little business, I'm definitely not big. Everybody has their part to play. And it's just, where, where do you want to play it? It takes everybody to do one tiny thing. Then hopefully, we can create a tsunami of impact. And that's exactly what Ashley Graham is doing through her boutique promotional marketing agency for IT businesses, over-the-top promotion in Sydney, Australia. She is building the tsunami by making one tiny impact at a time, locally in her hometown and globally through an organization called B1G1. Ashling is active at the local charity that helps homeless in Sydney. At the global level, she focuses on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals number four, quality education, because she realized globally around 5.5 million girls, then boys of primary school age were out of school in 2018. Education is key to escaping poverty, reducing inequality, reaching gender equality and fostering tolerance and more peaceful societies. I know how powerful education is to escape from poverty because my dad was an example. He lived in poverty. My grandma was a seamstress. She couldn't afford to pay for school. My grandpa passed away when my dad was little. Because of others giving, my dad got through high school, started working and forged his way out of poverty. As a result of tiny little impact of giving, he was able to give my siblings and me a good life where we didn't have to worry about our education or if we had enough food or not. Giving here and there won't create the tsunami of impact the world needs by 2030. We need consistency. We need to create a giving habit. Perhaps you have been thinking about how to give consistently, but continue to wait because you don't feel ready yet. But the time is now. Starting with the podcast series, The Give of Giving More Social Impacts, I commit to tiny impact. So together with my guest, Ashling, and perhaps you, my listener, we can create a tsunami of impact. Moving forward, each time I release an episode, something good happens somewhere in this world. Either a woman receives bookkeeping training, business training, or micro-loan so she can earn her living, be independent, support her family, and step out of poverty. Or a girl receives access to education so she can help break the poverty cycle in her family and community. Will you join me in creating tiny impacts together? So together we can make a more significant impact globally, especially the 17 United Nations Sustainable Development Goals or SDGs. You can find out more about SDGs using the link provided in the show notes. And if you have been thinking on how to give more consistently, then you need to listen to my conversation with the founder and CEO of B1G1, Masami Sato, in episode 92. You can find this episode at christinashahli.com forward slash her CEO journey. 
it is not a conversation that you want to miss, especially if you want to join me in this movement. In this podcast series, The Gift of Giving More Social Impacts, you will learn from women founders and CEO from both service and product-based businesses how to incorporate giving in everyday business activities, how micro-impacts create a real change in our world, and how to balance impact and profit. You're listening to Her CEO Journey, the business finance podcast for mission-driven women entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Christina Shahli. If you are new here, a big warm welcome. If we are not connected on LinkedIn, please reach out and say hi because that's where I hang out and share my business finance tips. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while and you are a regular listener, I want you to know I appreciate you. My podcast won't be around without your support. This is a free weekly show where my guests and I want to inspire you to balance between mission and profit, to create an impact in this world, and to achieve financial equality through your business. 82% of small businesses fail simply because of poor cash flow visibility and management not because their marketing and sales strategy didn't work. In this episode, my guests share one financial tool she found extremely useful in her business. It is a powerful tool because it allows a business to predict when cash flow gaps and surpluses happen before they happen. It's like having a crystal ball on your fingertips. Unfortunately, it is underutilized by small businesses. That's why 82% of small businesses struggle or even worse, close their door because of the lack of cash flow, visibility, and management. I have used this tool consistently when I was working for a nine-figures mining company. I needed to know exactly when a cash flow gap could happen before it happened so the company could take proactive action like collecting payment faster from the customer, or maybe coordinating with the operation department to expedite shipment to the customer, or making sure the line of credit is sufficient to cover the cash flow gap. One of my principles is this. Big business tools and processes can drive small business financial success. Small doesn't mean you shouldn't adopt the big business tools and processes like cash flow management for short-term planning or financial modeling for the long-term and growth planning. If you need to implement the big business tools and processes so you can drive financial success and growth but don't know where to start, let's chat and figure out how we can put the right infrastructure in place. Book a time to speak with me at christinashahli.com forward slash let's chat. Now let's find out Ashling CEO journey. Ashling Graham, welcome to her CEO journey. Why did you start with over the top promotion and how did you get started with this journey? So we're based in Sydney, Australia. And over the top promotions was born in August 2008. I was about to have my first child just wanted to work from home. I wanted the flexibility. My background is marketing. I'd spent the last four years working with a promotional company that does wholesaling. So I was 
working with actually at the time Hewlett Packard was the name then, largest reseller. So I already had a couple of clients that were ready to go. So I thought I'd just give it a crack and see how long I lasted and I'm still here. Let's talk a little bit about what exactly over-the-top promotion does for the clients. So we will look at their brand from a local level and also a global level. And then we align promotional products with their brand and how we can help build their brand using branded merchandise or swag. And so then we put a collection together and we go to them and we say, okay, we've curated a range for you now, keeping in mind that we, a lot of the time, will need to go to the the global level of merchandise which has been offered and we align it. But so we have some very large brands that people would know and there's one in particular that is one of their core values is sustainability. So, for example, we only do sustainable products for them. Now, I can tell you not everybody in that company (laughs) even knows that, but we do because that's our job. It's our job to know where the brand is going and how can we best promote it through the use of merchandise. So we will default. So the team here, any products that's selected will automatically be sustainable. You know, some of the people in the organisation won't really even know why we're doing it, but we just need to make sure that we align with the company's values and what message they stand for, especially for that year. And then we go to market with that. When you say sustainable merchandise, what does that really mean? How is that aligned with your story? Because you said that for the local charity, you are helping the homeless charity. How are those sustainable merchandise or sustainable marketing really align with your other purpose? There's a different ways you can look at this. One of them is you can look at this simply as a drink bottle that is reusable. So what that means is we are eliminating plastics. So you don't want to use the disposable ones. If you're, say, at a large event or a conference, you don't go in, buy or pick up the plastic bottled water that there is, you can just get a drink bottle and there'll be water fountains around the space and you can fill it up. So that's one way. You can also look at it as the product is sustainable. So there's products now that are made out of sustainable products. So we've got one that's a coffee notebook and it's used out of reused coffee beans from an espresso machine and then we get it back and they remake it. So we want to be using waste, so to speak, to create merchandise. Then on the other side, we also run a program here that's called Promo Loves. And what that means is when somebody has rebrands or does a roadshow or something like that, and they have an excess of merchandise in their cupboard and they go, oh, now what do I do? Do I just throw it out? And we're like, no, we want to eliminate waste as much as possible. So what we do is that we offer, we can collect that merch or swag, and then we distribute to a number of charities at our cost. You do need to get authorization from the brand manager and or someone high up to authorize the merchandise to be distributed to whoever, because they're not going to know. But we had a job where they rebranded and they had a lot of notebooks. So we ended up sending them to an um, Aboriginal community in Central Australia. I will always say, do not throw anything out. Tell me what it is and I'll see if we can give it to someone else. Someone's trash is someone's treasure. Well, surely 95% of the time you can find a new home for it. 
when you first created this in August 2008, it wasn't a sustainable marketing. No, I didn't even know if I'd survive a year. I was always involved in a couple of charities personally for homeless people. So I was always doing this. I was always doing it in the background. I just never told anyone about it. But now I've realized, you know what, this is part of who Over the Top Promotions is. This is who we are and this is a message we want to go going forward, especially when the global goals came out. That was probably a bit of a game changer for me, to be honest. And that's when I thought, you know what, we want to be part of this. Everybody can make change. It just takes everybody to do one tiny thing. Then we can create a tsunami, hopefully. Change is going to happen from businesses, not from governments. So even though I'm a little business, I'm definitely not big. Everybody has their part to play. And it's just, where where do you want to play it? How did you find out about buy one, give one, be one, g one? A few years ago, I went back and studied again with a company called Dent or Key Oh, Personal. yes, yes, yeah, Daniel Presley. Yeah, and then now I'm with Abundance Global and they are huge. So that's where I got introduced to B1G1. That is where I literally heard the, of the global goals and at Dent they actually played the video, which just like literally brought tears to my eyes. It was amazing. And that's when I thought, oh, okay, got to be part of this. And then when I, because I've been doing it ad hoc and I've been doing it behind the scenes and I'd been, you know, so no one knew. So B1G, when I went on and I thought, holy moly, this is so much easier. What made you interested because it gave you a global impact? That's one, I global. assume. Global. I think personally, I've always had a sense of responsibility So personally, nothing to do with my work. I know that I am so goddamn lucky to have been born in a country that is safe. I've been lucky enough to be born in a country where I was given a really good education. I'm lucky enough to be married to someone who's amazing, have two kids, live in, I'm so, so lucky, so lucky that it is my responsibility to give back. It's not a choice. It's not like, hmm, it'd be nice if you did it. Businesses can make an impact. doesn't matter how big or small you are. Like, what is it? 97% of businesses are small in the world, something like that. A very high yeah. amount in the 90s. You know, so therefore, if we all just do a tiny bit, we can make a bigger impact than all these big companies together. What kind of initiative you started at the beginning? And then how is that initiative have grown? Uh, because the concept that B1G1 is allowing small businesses to include impact in the day-to-day operation. The first thing we did is we split our impact statement into local and global. And then so local, we do the homeless charities, and then global is just B1G1. Then we started to integrate that when jobs were done, we would send them a certificate of what we've done. One of our core values is education. So a lot of the givings are around education for us. So I think it's a good idea to go back and choose one like that. Or you can get people in your company each month, someone chooses something or there's different ways you can do it. But as the years have gone on, it's got better. So I think two years ago, I decided to do B1G1 just for our Christmas presents. Last year, I did a power bank and it was called The Power of Giving. So I just had my logo on the power bank and then we wrapped the case in like a custom sleeve, cardboard sleeve, 
And on the sleeve, it had the power of giving one side. And on the other side, it had four givings. So one was, I think, a month's education. One, we planted a tree. One, I think I gave solar and one I gave water, something like that. So it basically equaled about three months of giving in one power bank. So that got, see, it's getting a bit better. Basically saying for Christmas gift to your client, here's what I'm going to do on behalf of you through B1G1. That's what you're doing. Yes. And I always say you have given. Thank you. You have just given somebody, a girl in India, 30 days education, a family in Nepal, 30 days solar. You have, I always say you have given. Thank you. And then I go to B1G1 and I just use all of it. It's so goddamn easy. When I attended the B1G1X conference London time, Daniel Priestley was actually talking in that conference. One of the things that catch me, he said something, you want to be doing this social impact more than just a catch phrase for marketing purpose. When you are doing this with your client, knowing the client, their purpose, and you are helping them to create this impact versus those that just want to do this for marketing. What is the process that you have within your business to align that? So it has to be sort of entwined in your company. Again, as a small company, you have a lot more power to sort of bring the whole giving the whole way across. But I I don't know how you could do it from a marketing level without affecting you because every single person in the company needs to understand it. I had some staff working with me at the time and they were from the Philippines. And so we talked about going up to an orphanage up in the Philippines and providing them a whole heap of school books. So they took the day off and they went and did that. So they get to be involved. So from a marketing level, it's just words that come out on a platform. But that's not what it's about. You know, your staff want to have a purpose on why they work with the company. Your clients want to have a purpose on why they're trying to deal with me. That can't be done on marketing. There has to be more to it. Looking back to your financial knowledge journey from the Mm -hmm. beginning in August 2008 and then now 12 years later, what would be one financial tool or process that you can share where you balance mission and profit? I think it's incredibly powerful. It's something called a 13-week cash flow. So we know what we have coming in every week for the next 13 weeks. And then I know what I can pay out. And this was um, abundance thing too, actually, was a cash allocation. So every week I put a certain amount of money in for like a cash slush fund and there's another one I put in there. Oh, profit, profit. Now, Profit, I can tell anyone if they just go and put a direct or if they go and pay, starting off because I, I know people will say, no, I can't do this. Just try it and see. 1% of any money that came in that week, 1%, put it into a profit. Now, then what happens is, because I've done this for about 18 months, I know, what happens is you're like, oh, I can do that. Then bump it up to 2%. And when you're feeling good about that, bump it up to 3%. And you know what? Before you know it, you could be up to 20% every week. Put it into a slush fund. 
Every It's the same concept as B1G1. Start small. Start small. Yeah. <laughs> Start small with your money and with your impact and, you know, keep going. And if you are persistent, if you are consistent, then it will happen. It's the same concept whatsoever. So how did this cash allocation as well as the 13-week uh, cash flow help you during this pandemic when suddenly all you you lost like what 90 95% of your clients we were down i think 95% but then we've come back but how did it help me when this happened i actually got rid of a couple of clients hmm. where i just thought if it's it's now or never and that has alleviated a lot like a ridiculous amount of pressure because they never paid and i was sick of fighting and it was like i was begging them for payment and it was just like I just thought I'm not going to beg you to pay for something that I did three months ago and so I just had to grow a little bit of a backbone and walk away and it was a really hard decision because I hate cutting clients like hate it but at the end of the day if they're gonna if they're gonna tarnish sort of my energy levels to deal with all my amazing clients well that's not fair on my other amazing clients so it had to be done. So getting rid of them has really helped. Really, that's probably the best thing that's helped me this year because I don't have to deal with them anymore and my cash is better because of it. We put KPIs against our cash, the 13-week cash flow. The cash allocation is massive. And the 13-week cash flow is, is, I have to admit, isn't 100%. We're still working on it. But it is so important. And I feel like I have a noose around my neck constantly with cash. But we're a lot better than what we used to be, a lot better, a lot better. So um, because a lot of my clients pay really 60 to 90 days. Yes, yes, because you work with bigger companies. Big companies. Bigger the company, the worse they pay. Yes, yes. And then you have to pay your accounts payable faster. In 30 days. There is a mismatch over there. A A big mismatch. Yes. Ashling, where can people find you? So our website is www.ottpromotions.com.au. That's over the top promotions. I'm on there. I'm on LinkedIn under Ashling Graham and it's the Irish Ashling. And Insta is OTT Promo. Thank you so much for being here. This has been fun for me. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it as well. And that's bring us to the end of another show. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Her CEO Journey, the business finance podcast for women entrepreneurs. If you want to create a proactive financial plan and process for your business so you are ready to weather the financial storm over the next few months, let's chat and see what's possible for you. Book in a time to speak with me at christinashahli.com forward slash let's chat.